Hello, you're listening to One Seed at a Time, where you'll hear the gospel with songs, messages, Bible discussions, interviews, and much, much more. And now, here's your host, Odell Turner. Well, hello. This is One Seed at a Time. I am your host, Odell. This is our, I believe, ninth episode, and today's uh, we're going to entitle our message or our study, whatever it, it winds up being, Four Days Late, But Right On Time. Four Days Late, Right On Time. We want to thank everyone that has sent us emails, called, or told us in person that you've listened to our podcast. Uh, we're going to give you our email address, which you can contact us at any time you'd like, but while you're looking for an ink pen and a piece of paper to write this down, we'd like to say that if you want to send us in a prayer request, you can tell us that uh, it's an unspoken prayer request. We don't have to know. God knows what it is. But if you want to mention it, whatever it is, we'll be glad to read over it and pray over it. Uh, we will absolutely pray over your request. We also would like to hear from you if you've been listening to maybe ever since day one of our podcast, let us know that. If you've listened to it for the first time, let us know that. And certainly, if you've been touched in any way spiritually, let us know that as well. We'd love to hear from you. Take your ink pens now and write this down and listen to it. KY Java, 1997 at bellsouth.net. Again, that's KYJAV as in Victor, A. 1997 at bellsouth.net. We're just glad to have every one of you tuned in. It means a lot to us uh, when we hear that you've been listening to our podcast program. And uh, we just hope that we can be a blessing to you. It it really uh, is a great thing to try to bring forth something good in this world today with all the sadness and sicknesses and COVID and everything that's going on, we need a little good news, and the Word is good news. And I'm not going to talk much longer because we really got a lot to cover and uh, going to read quite a bit of Scripture here. So I want to get right on into this. Uh, if you got your Bibles and you want to turn with us and follow along, you're welcome to do so. It's in John chapter 11. We're going to take our text from verses 1 through 44, and it reads like this. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with anointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not until death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard Therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. 
Then after that, saith to he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou that tether again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in day, he stumbleth not. But if but he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walketh in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. And these things saith he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then, his, then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that they had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Mary, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whosoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ and the Son of God, which should come unto the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister, secretly saying, The master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily 
and went out following her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Mary, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou heardest me always, hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they might believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. If you will, bow your heads and let's ask God's blessing. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time and this podcast that you have given us the ability to do. And Lord, we ask you right now that you will take this word, which is such an anointed word. Lord, we pray that you will let it go out into the highways and the hedges. And Lord, let it be that that's needed for this hour, this day, this time that it's being listened to. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we'll all have a greater understanding what Jesus was trying to tell Martha and Mary here in this scripture. Lord, we love you, we honor you, we magnify you, and we lift you up above all. And we ask it all in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. You know, there was a lot of a lot of things that went through my mind as the Lord began to deal with me on Scripture and upon title for today's word. This Scripture in the 11th chapter of John had many, many messages in it. You could have preached about the love of Jesus had for Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. You could have preached about 
Jesus saying that he was the resurrection of the life, and he that believeth in me, though he were dead, shall he live. You could preach about him being the life. You could have preached about how that he loved them enough that he wept with them, how he had uh, a desire and, and showed them that he cared for them. You could have preached about just resurrecting Lazarus from the dead. But I, I want to speak to you what the Lord laid on my heart out of this chapter. And it's four days late, but right on time. Listen to me now. Four days late, but right on time. I'd like to speak to you, if you would, about how that the Lord may be what we think is late arriving to our situation, but he's always right on time. You know, I'm a person that likes to be punctual now as an adult, but I want to share this with you. When I was younger, my mom and dad and them, we went to church all the time, and dad always wanted us to be on time. Matter of fact, he would, we went to a little church that he would get there early so they could pray. Dad, I don't remember us ever really being late to church or anywhere for that matter. Dad always wanted us to be early. I had a great dad. I miss him so much. I wish he could be here with me, but I'm so glad he's in a better place. But dad didn't want us to be late. He he raised me and my brothers, only two of us. He, he wanted his boys to be punctual. And, you know, sometimes when I was growing up, I, I hate to say it, but it's the honest truth. We sung as a gospel group, and sometimes and when I was just 17. Young, didn't have a whole lot of things going on in my life that meant a whole lot to me other than singing. But I would be late to practice. And sometimes I'd be late to pull out to go to singing. I don't remember if my brother was or not. He probably was, but I was. And it drive my dad just crazy. He just didn't like us being late. Because before we could pull out, I don't care if we was late, my dad always would get us all together on our bus, and we would say a prayer. Dad would pray, and we'd all pray. And uh, that's just the way dad was. And I, I'm thankful he raised me to be like that. But how strange and contradictory is it then to find that God being late, God the all-knowing and all-powerful, how can he not be on time? But yet it's true. Now I want to just bring some things here to your, your, your mind that some of you have read about and some of you may not even note it. But he was 25 years late getting Abraham a son. He was 15 years late fulfilling Joseph's dream. 17 years late making David to become king. And Samuel was late making sacrifice for Saul. And a good number of other incidents in the Bible. And I'm not going to try to get into all that because I've got a lot to cover. Now, we find that God being so late to heal a man that he even missed his funeral by four days. 
Yet, we'll find out that God may be four days late, but he's right on time. Now, that's hard to understand sometimes, especially when we're talking about our own self and our own situations. Now, I really believe that the Lord gave me this message to talk to somebody. And I believe there's somebody that's under the sound of my voice that needs this. Not matter of fact, I don't think it. I know because God don't give us messages unless they're really for somebody. You know, the Bible said that basically in this chapter that he didn't get there when Martha and Mary thought that he should. Now, sometimes we as individuals, we have an idea of what we think God should do. But the last time I checked, none of us are God. God does things on his time. And we'd be a whole lot better if we just let God do what he needs to do and we just mind his spirit. The Bible said that it's the small, still voice that speaks to us sometimes. We're too busy looking for an airplane with a banner flying over it or some kind of big, powerful message when there's a small, still voice that's done spoke to you, but we can't hear it because we're too busy looking for the big boom. Come on now. Let me preach to you. The Bible said it here in the fourth verse. Jesus, when he heard this, said, This sickness is not to de- unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified thereby. So he didn't get in no hurry. He didn't get excited. He didn't jump up and down, run around, or take off on a donkey or whatever and, and try to get there as quick as he could because he knew it was going to be okay. He already knew that everything was going to be fine. So it said he stayed there two days more after he'd done been told this. Now, let me say this to some of you, especially you pastors, preachers, that get a phone call, maybe in the middle of the night when it's cold like it is here right now. We're, we're, we're under a, a winter watch right now. Supposed to snow and ice and all that. Temperature's supposed to drop down. Windshield factor 5 to 15 degrees. It's going to be bad tonight if it does what they say. And I used to pastor a church, and I know what it's like. And Some of you pastors know what I'm talking about. You get a phone call tonight. It's dark. You're in the bed under that nice warm blanket. You get a phone call, and you have to get up and put your clothes on and you feel like you've got to hurt and get there because it's important. That's right. I'm asking you a question. Is that right? Yes, it is. You're called to do a job, pastor that church and them people. So we get it in our head that we've got to get there just as fast as we can. But Jesus didn't get there that fast. Why? Because he knew that everything was going to be okay. I understand that we need to be punctual and the family is waiting on us and we need to try to get there. But you know what? If we had the anointing of God that we could go in there and tell them what God gave us, if we pray and the Lord would lay upon our heart to give them some word of comfort, doesn't matter when you get there as long as it really works out. We have to trust in the Lord. 
Now, the disciples couldn't understand why they were going because they said, look, the Jews are there, and they're, they're, they kind of don't like you. You know, the, the, the Jews of today are kind of upset with you, and they might want to stone you. But Jesus said no, and, and there's another message because he talks about, are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, but because he seeth the light of this world. There's a message. He is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. But if any man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. So, again, I, there's a message right there. But that ain't what the Lord gave me in this chapter. And he finally says that he's ready to go see his friend, and he's telling his disciples that they're, he's asleep. Well, what do they do? They think he's asleep and resting. But Jesus kind of uh, had to set him straight there. He said he uh, actually, I believe it said he, he spoke plainly in the 14th ch- uh, verse. He spoke plainly and told them, so look, Lazarus dead. He's dead. And, uh, you know, I guess being Jesus, I'm just thinking this might be what he said. I don't know. But I think Jesus probably thought, hey, look, uh, I am the life. I'm not worried about it. He's dead. What else can I do? I mean, you know, he's not going anywhere. So when I get there, I'll speak the word. You know, too many of us today have tried to put the little round ball in the square peg, in the square hole. I, I thought about puzzles. I'm not really too much on puzzles. One thing the good Lord didn't bless me with a lot of patience. I don't like chess or puzzles or anything. It takes a long time and a lot of thinking. Some of you may may not mind doing them, but you know there's puzzles that's harder than others, and some of them you'll find a piece that it's just shaped, and it, it you can see another piece there, and you think that and goes right there, and there's no doubt, and it does. It goes right in place. But then when you start putting this thing together, you find out you find a Pieces that you just think, I can't find where that goes. And you try here and try there, and nothing works. Well, the reason I'm saying that, because somebody, under the sound of my voice out there, I do believe this, you're trying to put things where they don't belong, or you're wanting things to be where they don't belong, just like Mary and Martha. They wanted him to be there. But he wasn't there to suit them. And sometimes... The way that Jesus does things doesn't suit our fancy. So we have to wait upon the Lord and listen to that small, still voice. Now, when Jesus did finally decide to go, Mary, the Bible said, Brother Martha went out to meet him. Now, Jesus hadn't got to the city yet. He hadn't got to Bethany. He was outside of Bethany, and she went out there to meet him. And what did she do? The first thing she started doing, just like all of us Christians, Lord, why, 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 why? Why didn't you come? If you'd have come when he first got sick, he wouldn't be dead today. How many times have you ever done it? Be honest. Don't, you can't tell me. I start to say, don't, don't show me your hands or tell me. I forgot I wasn't in church. But you know that you've done that. You've asked the Lord, Why? Why did why did I get sick or why did why did this happen? Why did I why did I not get a big check this week and I got bills that's due? Why why why? 
Mary said, or Martha rather said, Lord, why didn't you come? If you'd come, he wouldn't have died. Started playing the blame game on him. But you know what I like? He said to her, said, don't worry. In the 23rd verse, he said, thou, thy brother shall rise again. And you know, I believe he about said it like it. I, I think he just said it like really cool and calm like, don't worry, thy brother shall rise again. I don't think he screamed at her. I don't think he hollered at her. He didn't have to. He knew what was going to happen, folks. But then Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection in the last day. Ain't that just like some of the rest of us? Lord, I know. I know you're going to do this, and, and, and you'll do it that way, or you'll do it this way, or whatever. But the Lord said, no, wait a minute, Mary, or Martha. Wait a minute. Let me tell you something. He said this unto her. I am the resurrection and the life, and he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this, shall never die. You know, there's another message there. Because if we believe in him, we'll never die because we have eternal life. And I'm not going to get into that either. That's another message for another day. That's not what the Lord laid on my heart today. But then as Martha went back to tell Mary, which stayed in the house, because she didn't want to go. I guess she, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think maybe she was having her little pouting time and didn't want to go feeling sorry for herself. And you know how many times you ever do it? Lord, why me? It's poor little old me. And, you know, this ain't happened. But let me tell you something, folks. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. We serve the greatest God that sent his son Jesus, that we can have life, have healing, we can have all these things and we want to pout and we want to put on that little puppy face and we want to feel sorry for ourselves. I'm telling you, I'm speaking to somebody tonight or today. We don't need to feel sorry for ourselves and we just need to wait upon the Lord and let him do what he needs to do on his time because he's never late. He's right on time. But here comes Mary. Right just like Martha. Lord Jesus, if you'd have come when we ask you to come, he'd still be alive today. My brother would be alive today. You know, I I I, I can't imagine how Christ must have felt. But I kind of believe this. If it had been somebody like me that's full of flesh, and I, and I don't mean that. I, when you get saved, I know the flesh, we, we crucify the flesh, but we still have some flesh in us. The flesh is just always what jumps up in us and causes us problems, that old flesh. But I kind of believe if somebody from our church or something comes up to us and tells us, well, look, if you'd have been there at church the other night, we'd have had a better service. Or if you'd have come to the hospital and prayed for my Cousin or whatever, I believe he'd have got out of the hospital. Blame, 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 blame. And then here we would feel like this. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're going to blame me, I'm going back to the town I come from. I, I'm not even going to fool with you. 
If we'd have been like Jesus, we'd have got on our donkey or however he got there, and we'd have headed right back and left Bethany. But Jesus, being Jesus, always gave them the word, always told them what was going to happen. And the Bible said that he asked her, said, where have you laid him? So they told him, and they went there, and he told them, said, look, Jesus said he was actually said that he groaned in the spirit. But when he saw him, he said, look, he was in a, a cave with a stone on it. He told him, said, take away the stone. But here goes Martha again. She said, but Lord, he's been dead four days. Surely he stinketh. Ain't that just like us? When the Lord gets ready to do a work for you, we got an excuse why it won't work. Well, Lord, you know it ain't going to work now. I mean, I should have done this a long time ago. Kind of like I was thinking, you know, I wanted the Lord to let me go around and evangelize, and I was wanting to buy a camper, me and my wife, because I'm, I'm getting ready to re completely retire. I'm semi-retired now, and I was going to, I wanted to get a camper and just go around preaching from church to church and then maybe vacation a little in between because we are going to be retired. And I was thinking about that. And then all of a sudden, COVID's, COVID's been really bad. And then here we go now, it's getting bad again. Schools around here shutting down, don't have enough people to work because the employees have got COVID or been quarantined or whatever. And... The devils looked at me and said, you can't get an old camper and go out and preach and do anything because churches ain't even having church, let alone having a revival. You know, isn't that just like the devil? The Bible said that he's a liar and the father of a lie. You know, I don't know how the Lord's going to work out things for my ministry, but I was in the shower the day, and I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I, I get a lot of things while I'm in the shower. Maybe it's because I'm in there with no telephones and just got a lot of me time with me and the Lord and quiet. But I was praying about that, and the Lord just spoke to me and said, I've already given you an open door. You have the podcast. You can preach. And now with COVID being bad again, you still have the means to bring forth my word. Now, see, I don't, I didn't have that planned out. I, I never, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Not till just a few, maybe a month ago or so when I started this. Maybe it's been two months now. I'm not sure. But I didn't know what a podcast was. I was looking for the Lord to get, help me work out a way to get a camper and go on the road. And I even thought he might let me pastor again, which I didn't really want to do. But the ways that I was looking at things evidently wasn't the way that the Lord seen it for me today. So let me say to you, don't worry about it. Just because the Lord ain't showed up on your doorstep and you think he's late, He'll always be right on time. Don't you ever doubt it. You know, 
I'm going to move along real quick. But the Bible does say that uh, when Jesus said here, he said that I would, uh, he said, I'm not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. And back over here in the, uh, let me find it, in the fourth verse it said that his sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereof. This whole thing wasn't about Lazarus being just sick, but it was so that God could be glorified and he'd be edified. You know, I, I've often wondered sometimes, I've, I've got a, a bad foot because of diabetes, and I get four shots, two shots in each eyeball. Every used to be every four weeks, and they've changed it to five. It's getting better, thank the Lord. But I, I wondered why. Why? Why, Lord? I don't know why. But I'm telling you, he's not late. When it's time, he'll be right on time for the healing. Do I believe God's going to heal me? Sure, I believe he's going to heal me. Do I know when he's going to heal me? No, I don't know when. And just maybe he may not heal me here on this earth, but the Bible said when I get to heaven, if I hold on and be faithful to him, that I'm going to have a brand new body. Now, I know some of you may say, well, that's a cop-out. That's, that's you saying you believe God's going to heal you, but just in case he don't, you can tell everybody you're going to have a new body. No, I'm not saying that. I don't know the will of the Lord. But here's what I'm saying. Even if he doesn't heal me, I know he does heal. Even if he doesn't heal me today, he may heal me tomorrow. But if he doesn't do that, I know the promise of his word that I'll have a new body when I get to heaven. Now, folks, let me tell you something. I'm not going to sit here and listen to the devil tell me that just because that I'm sick and, and he don't heal me right now or may not heal me till I, after I get to heaven, you know, the devil will be like, yep, yep, there you go. He ain't going to heal you. You're going to die like that. Well, you know, so be it. Let me tell you something. The devil doesn't control my life anymore. And he doesn't have that authority. So I'm here to tell you something. Jesus will be right on time for my healing and your healing. You know, I'm going to try to close look here. It's hard for me to close. I feel uh, I could just go on and talk about this all day. I do want to read this one thing. Because when I read that scripture, I thought I was going to come out of my skin. The 43rd verse said, And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice. Now, you know, I said, well, God, I believe he just spoke mild and meek to him. But this here said he cried with a loud voice. He said, Lazarus, come forth. You know, I heard somebody one time preach this, and I don't remember who or when or anything. But I remember somebody preaching about Lazarus coming forth. And that preacher said that it's a good thing that the that Jesus said Lazarus because if he hadn't said Lazarus and he just said come forth everybody in the graves would have come up now you know I don't know if that would have really happened or not but I kind of got thinking about it and I thought you know there, there's some truth to that that's why he said Lazarus because if he didn't everybody was laying in the tombs 
that had been dead might have come up out of that tomb. I want to read you a little story that kind of goes along with uh, what we talked about here today, tonight, in conclusion with uh, our, our word, a little illustration. This is a story that I found on the Internet, and I do like the Internet. I like Google. I like to look up things. On December the 14th of 2005, a fire broke out in uh, Tresenda, Fox's Kitchen in New York City. The 30-year-old mother began to panic as flames raced through her third-story apartment. She soon realized that she was cut off and she could not escape. Now, you're talking about scary. I'm, I'm on the third floor, and she couldn't get out. Smoke filled her apartment. Her three-week-old three son, Eric, soon was overcome by the smoke and had stopped breathing. She said, God, please save my son. Tresinda ran to the window, but the smoke prevented her from seeing below. And in a desperate act, she screamed, Save my son! Save my son! And then she released her grip on her precious son. Eric plunged 30 feet, but there was a young man named Felix. He was a housing authority supervisor who happened to play the, on the baseball team, reached out and caught little Eric. Now, Felix who had learned mouth-to-mouth resuscitation as a teenager when he was a lifeguard, began to do mouth-to-mouth and was able to revive little Eric. Moments after Felix's life-saving catch, two firefighters broke into the burning apartment and rescued Tresinda. God wants us to know that even if we don't see him, he's there and he will be right on time. God will be there to catch you if you fall. Now, I wanted to touch bases a little bit about the scripture there where we read in, the, I believe it was the 35th verse, where it said Jesus wept. It's the call. Jesus wept. Why did Jesus weep? He knew just in a few minutes that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, maybe 10 minutes I don't know, but just a few more minutes, he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. So why did he weep? But yet he still did. He weeped because he felt the hurt of Mary and Martha and even the Jews so deeply, and he grieved for their hurt. He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. You know, the Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible said that he Jesus prayed till his sweat became as great drops of blood. Why did he pray? Because he loved us. He loved us enough to lay down his life for you. And he felt their infirmities. He had compassion. He had their concerns and their heart 
he knew that they were going through something, and it, he he wept with them to let them understand that he was in pain with them, not because Lazarus was dead, because he'd already told in the fourth verse, I believe it was, he'd already told them that he wasn't going to die. He knew that Lazarus was not going to die, but he cried because of the hurt that they were going through. Let's turn everything over to him in prayer. You know, our pastor preached not long ago, Brother Kevin is my pastor, and he preached about what the church really is. And the Bible says that it's the house of prayer. The Bible said that we could see mountains be removed. But this kind of faith, it said uh, the faith of a mustard seed, we could see mountains be removed. But this kind of faith only come up by fasting and praying. Now, I'm not quoting that. I'm, I'm just telling you, paraphrasing. But the point is, prayer. The church is the house of prayer. And to have the faith of a mustard seed, we have to pray. So I'm here to tell you today, God's speaking to someone. He's got something that he wants you to do. And you're too busy, again, like I said, putting the square blocks into the round holes. Let Jesus work it out. I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want you to pray along with me. If the Lord's speaking to you about something, and you've been trying to work it out, give it up. Let him take control. So if you will, pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for everything that you've laid upon our heart and for your word. Lord, I thank you that one day that you left your town and went to Bethany to see Martha and Mary and, Lord, to weep with them and show compassion and love, but, Lord, to show most of all that you was the resurrection and the life, and, Lord, that you spoke the word and Lazarus came forth. Lord, I thank you so much because you are my Lord and Savior. And, Lord, I believe that you're the Lord and Savior of people that I'm speaking to today through the airways all over this world, wherever it may be. And, Lord, I pray that you will let this word go out into the highways and hedges. And, Lord, let it comfort someone. Let it be a comfort today. Let it be an uplifting spiritual thing that they could get up out of that slump that they're in and say, Lord, I know that you are on time. Lord, we praise your wonderful name. We give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to sign off here, but as we do, I want to say one thing for you. I want you to just remember that we need your prayer. We want you to pray for our podcast that we'll always do the right thing. And remember, KY Java 1997 at bellsouth.net. Send us an email. May God bless you till next week. <laughs>